Oh, I love clothes. They're one of life's necessities. But you know when they go wrong? I mean, really badly, tits in the suit wrong? Well, we've all been there in some shape or form. So let's share and celebrate our disasters. I'm Susanna Constantine, and this is my Wardrobe Malfunction podcast, a safe space where I talk to a very special guest about their relationship with clothes. We discover their comfort blanket, their burial suit, and obviously their most unforgettable wardrobe malfunction. Then, in Pyjama Party, it's just us. We've had so many brilliant stories from you, so thank you and please keep sending them in to help at mywardmal.com or find us at mywardmal. And now, let's get on to this week's guest, Dame Kristen Scott-Thomas. So where do we even begin? She's a BAFTA and Olivier Award winner who starred in dozens of films we've all loved. Four Weddings, The English Patient, Gosford Park, I've Loved You So Long, Nowhere Boy, one of my favourites by Sam Taylor Wood, and small TV shows that really didn't get the attention they deserved, like Fleabag. And we're about to see her in Military Wives, a new film out this week. Is there nothing like a dame? We're about to see as we grab the handles, open my wardrobe doors and find out what's inside. I am with Kristen Scott-Thomas, who I've got to say has seriously has been one of my heroines and you and, dare I say it, Margaret Thatcher are my two female heroines. I can see the link. And you always have been. And and you're someone who, you're like my kind of personal IMBD, whatever it's called for films. If you're in a film, it's guaranteed to be oh, good. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Okay, so that's where the arse licking stops. Yeah, okay. I've understood. I'm bracing. I'm bracing. <laughs> First question that we need to get out of the way is, what are you wearing now? You caught me short. I am wearing the things I went to the gym with. So I've got a very grotty pair of tracksuit bottoms mm-hmm. and a very snuggly cardigan great green colour cashmere is that cashmere yes of course it's cashmere like come on ply cashmere yes, it is. that is not cashmere is. you're lying yes no, it is not. cashmere it is. it's beautiful it's great isn't it yeah i'm very pleased with this and then a black t-shirt on and a black knees. t-shirt freebie from a film okay. that kind of thing and um what exercise do you do what have you i been? go to the gym i lift weights so oh, don't see, mess i with need me. to start doing that it's really fun and it's good for osteoporosis it's apparently. good for all the things that we need glasses for yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not as the case may be and not a scrap of makeup either no i'm sorry about that as well no but you do don't apologize. need it it's amazing but i thought this is for it's sound only yeah they won't notice, they won't notice. <laughs> i do though they won't notice oh god <laughs> i do i notice. i don't like wearing makeup every day mm. I, do, I i know i should and people Certain people in my family, i.e. my mother, would say, darling, you'll disappoint your public. Um, mm. So I have to brush up a bit. But I, I, don't, I don't really like wearing makeup that much. I'm exactly the same. Mm. I hate... Because I always... Having... I don't know if it was the same as you. I never had bad skin. I never had spots. No, and it was never. always, darling, my father especially, darling, you don't need makeup. You know, you're too young. So for me, it's a badge of youthful honour not mm. to have to wear makeup. Yeah. They, yes, but it can also it can slip quite easily into can't wear makeup anymore because you do have to change the way you put it on and things like that when you get a bit older. Yeah, you can't. Not you, suggesting that you're 
old or anything. Well, <laughs> I'm the same age as you. I probably, probably look quite a lot younger. You but are no, much we are younger than me. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm two I years get away younger. with quite a lot. So when you're walking out the door, what's more important for you, your hair, your makeup or your clothes? It's just sort of the whole thing. Definitely not my makeup, though. So it's no. not the whole thing. I have real issues with my hair. I wish I had a different head. But clothes, I, I sort of get along with. Yeah. I quite like... I quite enjoy clothes. Mm. I like what you can do with them. It's always my favourite bit of making a film, for example. Is it really? Yeah, finding the costume. Yeah. And if you've got somebody good with you, then, you know, it's just a joy. But is it like sort of going to a, a couture house every time because it's all made to measure and... Um, yeah, that's the, the problem. The, there, the are, there are drawbacks with doing a lot of films and having a lot of wardrobe made for you is that then it's really hard to just go into a shop and purchase something mm. because it, they rarely fit properly. And the person will say, oh, no, it's cut like that. And you say, well, it, <laughs> yes, no, doesn't work. Mm. So you can get spoiled like that when you've had things made for you a lot. It's very difficult. But it's not like couture because you are going in to create a character and very often when you're working with a really good costume designer, I've been incredibly lucky because I've worked with some amazing people, mm. you do discover the character as you go along and you kind of, and they will suggest things or show you fabric or it's more creative. So then do you know, once you get further and further into the character, I imagine you begin to know what, whether that character would like that floral pattern. Oh, absolutely. Or, well, you sort of know immediately. Mm. Um, that's what's so clever about it, is that they bring you a certain sort of spectrum mm. of choice. And you can sometimes shift that. Sometimes mm. when you go in, they have one idea and you have a completely different one. Mm. And you can kind of move them to yours or they move you them to whichever's the better idea. But it can be really, really, cre it's a really creative mm. process. I love it. But has there ever been any costume that you've said, there is no fucking way I'm wearing that? Yeah. Yeah, they have. I said, I remember saying to one, I think it was Jenny Bevan on Gosford Park, I said, I cannot wear this. I was very in character in Gosford Park. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wear this. I look like an Olympic swimmer. Okay. I remember thinking that I looked too sort of butch. butch. And was it a dress? So I got very or was broad it... shoulders. And when you have straps here, spaghetti straps don't no work. they weren't they were oh. wide straps spaghetti straps are a bit better than wide straps okay. but if you have wide straps your eye is sort of brought that way yeah and so you look even broader but then you're lucky to have broad shoulders because that yeah, but clothes you, sit better on yes them. in some ways sometimes but yeah. not when you're being asked to wear a dress like that yeah so i refused i dug my heels in when did you first gain an interest in I've always loved well, clothing. Always loved clothes. I've always loved clothing. And I think when you've worn a uniform for, what is it, how many, 60% of your time, yeah. whatever it is, you tend to go for them more. Yeah. Um, well, I did anyway. I, I remember... What, go for a growing, uniform? No, or, go oh, for, for clothes. clothes. Like yeah. making a statement with your yeah. clothes. I think, and people often ask me in France, you know, the difference between the way French women dress and the women, blah, 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 mm. exactly. Um, and I think, but the secret to that is uniform. I'm pretty certain of it. That we all have a uniform and people will try and escape from that uniform. So they are more adventurous. They, are, they do dare more. They're much more less worried about whether they'll be attractive in it or not. They want to just wear it. They I want to own it, I think. That is so true. And if I you look so. at all the great British designers who have all, in my opinion, 
been so much more creative, maybe less wearable, but certainly like John Galliano, but more creative. That's probably where it's come from. Mm. That's probably why. You're absolutely right. Don't know. Yeah. Um, but I remember also as a child growing up, constantly having clothes with other people's name tapes in them, <laughs> you know, cousins and things. Mm. And we were lucky enough to have some cousins who were quite glamorous and lived in in Europe somewhere, I can't remember where. And so we'd get these beautiful, which my mother thought were beautiful, and they were beautiful a la Audrey Hepburn, but we thought they were foul. We wanted red vinyl yeah. and you know, flower power, and we were given sort of pink tweed. Mm. You know? Oh, my. Did you ever have a rebellious phase? Oh, yeah, dressing? definitely, definitely, definitely. What, what, when what I was, was about 16... Um, my sister and I decided we, we were going to follow the punk fashion. So we did a lot of um, bin bags. And, did you really? Yeah. I can't imagine that. Yeah. Cut all the hair off, this kind of thing. Well, you know, we'd buy all our clothes from jumble sales and mm. wear the sort of 50s cocktail dresses and, mm. and, and stilettos. And we, we had really good fun. It was such fun doing all that. You'd get fabulous things for 2p mm. in jumble sales and everything stank. But you'd wear it and you'd wear it yeah, out. Yeah, lovely. Lo- in loved town it. Yeah. And yeah. And mother was always really upset about it because she'd say, you could, be, you could both be so beautiful. And my sister's famously beautiful. And yeah, there we were wearing these sort of things, mm. <laughs> objects. But was your mum very stylish? Yeah, she has. She has. She goes through phases. Yeah, yeah. she has been. Like us all, I think. But inherent, inherently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she has... My sister and my mother both had this incredible sort of natural elegance because they're both very, very small and delicate with very long limbs and very thin sort of... And everything is sort of graceful and gorgeous. But don't you think you have that? No. <laughs> I'm a great big galumphing person. How can you tracks- possibly <laughs> not think, think that? I don't know, I just don't. But there's another blog. It's about body dysmorphia. Dysmorphia. (laughs) Because I would say, okay, maybe your sister and your mum had the long limbs, but then maybe you've got this kind of inbuilt class. This, and I don't mean that in a you know upper class in that way, but you have this elegance in personality. Don't know. You can't really figure that one out when you're the you're the person. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I would never never think about that. So something doesn't really did you me. ever did you ever were you ever kind of conscious of being a great beauty no no i mean it's something that you got told yeah but it just sort of it lands and then deflects yeah. i don't know how to explain you, it better did you disbelieve it or i just yes i disbelieved yeah. it because i thought every, everybody was told that all the time anyway mm. so Every mother in the world is going to tell their child mm. they're the most beautiful thing in the world. Mm. And I just thought that's what people said. I mean, the kind of insecurity of putting yourself out there must have been huge for you if you felt well, that enough, you were I the just, ugly duckling. Yeah, but I just feel so much braver when I do. Why? I don't know. Something happens. I think it's the help of other people. But you admit, or you're hiding behind what you're wearing? Maybe you hide behind. Well, you you don't hide behind. You invest and you become that. But that's in an acting role. But let's say. Yeah, but I mean, even in even if I'm like going to something. Carpet. Yeah, if I'm going to something and do, I'm wearing do. some beautiful yeah thing from Giorgio Armani. Giorgio Armani. Yeah. Or, all these Italians, Valentino. Yeah. Or, you know, one of those amazing things. You do feel empowered by what you know or you believe to be, mm. um, because people have different opinions, um, to be something that is a, a thing of beauty. And mm. you are 
encased in it. Yeah. And it gives you sort of, it protects you in some yeah. way. armour. It could be this that thing. everything you're wearing now is your comfort blanket. <laughs> but with, you know, travelling and being yeah. on and off set and... Do you have something in clothing-wise or not? Well, I used to. I used to. I used to have. I wouldn't say comfort blankets, but I have sort of things, Mm. you know, that I have to wear. Talisman. Mm. So, like, is that one that you're wearing? Yeah. You see. So that's like a little. It's a dagger of um, eternal wisdom, or infinite wisdom. Yeah, and it comes from Bhutan. Is that something you always? Where yeah, the time. I, I have it, and when I lose it, I go bananas. But I do lose a lot of stuff. I'm very, very because I I live such a sort of crazy itinerant life. You know, I leave things behind everywhere, and you're always sort of taking things off mm. and putting other things on, and then taking things off again and putting. And what I used to do for a treat is buy myself every time I did a job, I would buy myself a present mm. and that present would be either these rings lovely, um, or a, I had this lovely just a plain gold nice thick plain gold bangle mm. and about six weeks ago I took it off to go through passport through the yeah. bing bing thing and it disappeared yeah it's gone I think I must have chucked it in the... You know you have those trays, yeah. your bag is open. I took it off because I didn't want it to, to ping and chucked it in my bag. I must have missed. That's heartbreaking. It's I've, very I've annoying. every bit of jewellery. So I wear mm. things that... That you can't take off. I can't take off yeah. and I wear 24 hours a day. Yeah. No, me too. This is what I wear with this thing. Mm. And I wore that bracelet like so that. So these, these are like loads of little Yeah, they're right and teague things. And I bought them when I did the Three Sisters in London. Yeah. And they're lovely. Yeah, they are simple, simple. Simplicity yeah. is the art of decoration, as my father would always say. Your talisman, your Bhutanese yeah. talisman, when did you get it? I got it about six years ago. My best friend and I went on this wonderful trip to Bhutan and we were in a monastery and these things were for sale and we were a sucker for postcards and, mm. and general gubbins. And um, we each bought one of these. In fact, I lost one. And, surprise, surprise, and she gave me hers. Oh, sweet of her. Yeah. And then you've got something else dangling off this, there. Is that a brooch? That was a, yeah, that's a present. That's beautiful. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. And that, came, I, that came from a junk shop in America. <gasps> isn't it sweet? Kidding. Yeah. Let me have to put Victorian my glasses style. on again. So it's a, I a do little... love jewellery. I love jewellery. I just can't seem to hang on to mm. it. Antique jewellery I love. Yeah, yeah. Too. Oh, that is so pretty. So it's a, like a little gold gold star... Almost like a it's starfish, like a flower, like a flower it? yeah. And then it's got it's a... seed pearls and a diamond in the middle. It's so pretty, and it can be a brooch or a pendant. It's all a bit bashed and wonky, and lovely. I love it. Yeah, so those are your two comfort blankets. Yes. What has been the most, in, in roles that you've done, the most uncomfortable costume you've worn? Oh, that's easy in a film called The Invisible Woman. Oh, about um, Dickens. Yeah, about yeah. Dickens. We had corsets. Actually, no, every time I wear a corset, I love wearing a corset, but they do you in. They really do physically do you in because all your organs are compressed Christ. and your muscles don't work. Mm. So if you go for months wearing a corset, your back will go eventually. Because, because it becomes because, so reliant. Because your abs don't use, yeah. aren't used, aren't, aren't used. 
And it's really, really bad for you. I remember sitting in the hairdressers once. This is a nice little anecdote for you. <laughs> sitting in the hairdressers once, and Catherine Deneuve comes in. And she says, ah, toi tu fais un film avec un corset. You know, you're doing a, yeah. a film with a corset, aren't you? And I said, yes, how did you know? She said, because you've got huge circles under your eyes. Because the liver won't work properly. So you, oh get, you get big, dark circles. And so that anything with a corset is, I mean, there are certain corsets that I don't mind, to be really precise. The corsets mm. of the sort of mid-19th century, all right. But anything later than sort of 1870 is a nightmare. Because it comes all the way down here. Uh, okay. And are they made of whalebone? I mean, do they make them made in the traditional way? Plastic or plastic, iron yeah. or whatever. And some people make them better than others. Yeah. And how long do you have to wear them for on, you know, what's the longest you might have to well, be? You could be in your corset for sort of 10, 12 hours easily. Christ, it must be hell on yeah. I would hate that, the claustrophobia. Well, I quite like it. I, qu- I love being held here. Mm. I love that sort of... It gives you a different way of walking, a different way of looking at the world. The, your whole attitude changes when you, and your back is straight mm. and you're sort of, you're not, yeah. not blobbing all over the place, which I, I really, really like that sensation. But you can't really do it for more than about six hours without being in discomfort. So your waist went from what to what in the tightest corset? Oh, I remember we had a competition in, in Three Sisters of who could have the smallest waist, and I won out of the girls' dressing Ooh. room. <laughs> so how small was it? Oh, I don't know, something ridiculous, like 23 or something. <laughs> Stupid. My gosh. That must be really hard, wearing a corset in, on, stage. on stage. It's less time, it's not... It's more no, physical, it's fine. acting no, on stage. Fine. No. no, something it's happens right. when you go on stage, I don't know what it is, you could mm. do anything. Mm. No, the worst thing about being on stage is being on a rake, you know, when they tip the stage. No so idea that what see. that means. A rake is when they tip the stage so that the audience can see okay. better. Okay, never knew the... Yeah, sometimes it's about this. That must be, be quite impossible. Steep. So you're like, well, you're walking on a hill all the time and that really does you back in. Have you ever and had to do co- that in heels? Yeah, 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 in heels. It's a bit like going on a down escalator. Oh. You know, those really slow travelling yeah. walkway things. In heels. I used to love heels, and I still do. I, I love the way they, they look, and they make you walk, and I love all that. And it just gives you a sort of bit more energy somehow. However. Yeah, you do, and immediately, it's like go. you say with the corset, your posture mm. becomes so much better. And yeah. I do believe, and I'm, I'm a terrible sloucher, but if your posture is good. It's yeah. one of the most youth-making things. Oh, I know. I see my mother, for example, yeah. has the most fantastic posture. A great friend of mine makes shoes, and he was telling me that that's what women wanted platforms because it made them as tall as and indeed taller than men, and it gave them a feeling of you know, of power, of exactly power, and that high heels do that, and mm. that's why women are addicted to them. In terms of your own style, I've watched most of your films, but the one that I personally think um, is and I might be totally wrong, is most you, is um, the French film you did. It was French-speaking and The Bitter Winter's Chill or the... Oh, do you know what? I've never seen that film. Haven't you really? No. It's actually quite good. Is it? Yeah. Mm. But the way you're dressed in that, I imagine, is how you like to dress most of the time, which is kind of shabby but chic. Really? Is that right or wrong? I hated every single thing about that film. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Do you hate the clothes? No, come no, on. No, the clothes, I just thought the clothes were just, you know, they were fine. 
They were fine. But they didn't go with the woman who was living in that house. No, she could have been. She she needed she needed she style. More, she needed a bit yeah, more, more Celine. elegance. Yeah, she needed a bit more Japanese style. Mm. She needed a bit more stronger shapes. Yeah, you don't live in a house like that and that dress like that. That modern clean house. No, you do not mm. live in a house like that and dress like that. Mm. So, how do you think you dress compared to? the interior of your house. I think it's pretty similar, actually. I was just looking around. Yeah, it's kind of, it's clean lines, <laughs> muted colours. Yeah, but these aren't my, these no, aren't I, my colours. This is my, my house, my own house mm. is the opposite of this. Is it? It's super bright colours everywhere. Do you wear bright colours? I love wearing bright colours. Do you? More than anything. I love red, I love pink. I That's love the yellow. evening. Yellow. I love yellow. I, orange, I love wearing orange. I yellow, you have to ago. be quite careful with, don't you? No, yellow looks great. But it has to be the right yellow. Because yeah, you can't have mustard or anything no. wimpy like that. It has to be like a Strong. really good, bright Chinese yellow. But that's for evening, but do you wear no, bright in colours the daytime, in the day? I've got a bright yellow. You should go and have a look. Bright yellow dress that I wear non-stop in the summer. In the daytime? In the daytime, yeah. Yeah, but that's summer. What about winter? Oh, winter is harder. Come on, give me a break here, Kristen. Winter, I guess you don't... Yeah, winter doesn't really call no. for bright colours. Though, it's Unless it? it's a puffer jacket, which is... Yeah, but I, I don't think it does. Wearing. I think you... I think you probably get away with orange, dark orange in the winter and dark reds, but you, you, you've got to go with the grey sky, I think. Okay, you really want to mould into the background, don't no, you? No, I don't and want disappear. to mould into the background. I want to, I want <laughs> to be complementary to the background. <laughs> a lovely pink with grey would be gorgeous. But no, but you know, the, the, yeah. I, I, just, I don't want to stand out in a um, jarring way. Mm. I don't mind standing out because it's just gorgeous. Mm. I'd love to do that. It's my aim. Mm believe it or not but the idea of being upsetting to people is i find that quite difficult i don't want to do you think clothes can upset oh, people yeah people can yeah offend yes really oh my god what is she wearing it's just ghastly i can't look okay yeah, yeah i've never thought that. of that oh yeah 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 i can offend myself oh no 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 yeah mm. Too so short what skirt, have you ever done that? Like that watch Kristen. was your worst wardrobe oh. malfunction well you're looking Apart like you've had a few. I have had quite a few. Apart from one day, which wasn't really, it was because the dress was a little bit too big and it was very, very heavy, made out of beading, lots and mm. lots of beading, and it just slipped and slipped and slipped and slipped and all evening. And was it strapless? Yes. Suddenly I realised my nipples were out. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't the worst. The worst was when I was in the Toronto Film Festival and I had the most beautiful red dress from Chambertista Valley and luckily I had a backup oh my god they put me in I'm thinking yes this looks so nice right we had to take it off for, for another reason I was trying it on take it off to do something I can't remember what change the underwear undergarments undergarments oh, okay, incredibly yeah. important Very. What do they call it? The underpinnings. Mm. It's so important. Mm. Uh, so important. Anyway, something had to be done there. And then, of course, we couldn't get it on or off. It got stuck. Because, you know, there's annoying little... That seam around... Around the waist yeah. when it's a bit too tight. Yeah. Because it's a sample size and, mm -hmm. you know, you're a human being, not a model. Mm. And you, they try and pull the zip, zip up. They try and pull the zip down. I'm stuck in the dress, basically. Stuck in the dress. In probably a, a fat dress five for minutes thousands before, and thousands yeah, yeah. Of and they had to cut cut me out of the dress, and I had to have the backup, which is very disappointing because I really like that mm. red dress. I love but, a red dress. Yeah, I love a red dress. The Valentino red, you can. Yeah, it's heaven. I'm 
always drawn to red evening dresses. Heaven, that dress. Mm. Was there ever a time when, you know, most of us, I've certainly been through the kind of midlife crisis, which was more of a mental crisis as opposed to a physical one, but when you suddenly realise you're invisible? Oh, God, yes. That was such a shock. When it's the, such tell me a about shock. It. I think about... Five, six years ago, I really started to notice um, because of two things. One, you know, when I try, I scrub up and I can mm. be, you know, remarkable. 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 Yeah. It's a good thing to be remarkable. It's a very good thing. So that and being famous mm. has given me sort of, I've got used to being taken notice of, mm-hmm. remarked. Suddenly you're not suddenly, suddenly, suddenly you go out in the morning and you can be dressed the same way, you can be wearing the same sort of thing, mm. you know, brushed and the rest of it, not not frightening, mm-hmm. and just be totally and utterly invisible. Mm. You, No one takes notice of you. No one sees you in the street. People barge into you. People walk straight past you in a doorway. People, it's it's absolutely extraordinary how that happens. If you're going to be remarkable now, how do you dress and how has the way you dress changed? From Well, actually, at, the, at this precise moment, I'm really wrestling with my wardrobe because I've come, brought a lot of stuff back from Paris and somehow it just doesn't sort of work here. I, things don't work here as the way I thought they were going to work. And Why do you think that I is? I don't know. Just recently, I've had a gear change again in the way I am physically. Okay. So my stuff that was great last year, Mm -hmm. my winter stuff from last year, which is fine, it just sort of isn't anymore. Not because I bought it when it was super fashionable, because Mm. I don't really buy fashionable things, Mm. but it just sort of doesn't quite kick it. And the one thing I am terrified of is I think what happens is that we get stuck in a, in you stick to the style that you are most admired and recognised for. For example, in my case, people love me and have a, you know they've loved me in their strapless gowns mm-hmm. from things, and they love me with my hair. They love me looking sort of like a classic statue type mm. person, or they love the sort of English patient white mm-hmm. shirt, trousers type thing. So every time I go to do a a fashion shoot, which I've sworn I will never do anymore again. That's what they put me in. They mm. put me in a white Armani shirt and a pair of pants. And oh, it's so mm. boring. But what I'm frightened of is that you get stuck in that period when you were your most successful, you were most admired, and you kind of keep hanging on to that. You see that with women who won't change their makeup, mm-hmm. or women who won't change the length of their skirt. Mm-hmm. And things like that. And mm, I think that's so true. That's so dangerous. Mm. And I really want to avoid that. Mm. That's what I am very, very aware of. And you're at that crossroads now. Well, I am. I'm sort of, I'm, I'm wrestling of, a little yeah. bit with what I've got. It's difficult. I mean, I, I'm exactly the same, but I think I've kind of got through that now. And my, you know, because I got big tits and when I was working with Trini, it was, you know, Trini was the beautiful one and I was always the slightly sexy one. And so, I, well, you know, my tits were always not out for show, but I kind of played to that. And now I'm way too old to do that. So it's like, what's the answer? What, is, what do we do now? So what do we do mm. now? And for me, I've gone completely the other way. I sort of cover up and I, 
I'm finding I'm dressing in a much more masculine way, more androgynous, mm. which pisses me off on one hand because I can't bear the way fashion is becoming more androgynous and there is less definition between the sexes. You know, there should be, women should be beautiful See, and glamorous I've and been, sexy. I've and... always been drawn to that. Um, I've got the opposite. Mm. So I've, I was always a sort of skinny little thing and suddenly I'm not anymore. It's more difficult. I mean, there's one one piece of kit that I have great, dif- people have great dif- difficulty winkling me out of, mm. which is a Bella Freud jumpsuit, like okay. the Le Mans one. yeah. Love it. Yeah. Won't take it off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, that, that was the choice today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love wearing that. And yeah. I think it's fine for me to wear that yeah. because there's some there's a sort of humor in it somehow. There's something that is lighthearted in it. But you don't want to go down that road in a in a too serious a way. Mm-hmm. So I don't, wouldn't want to wear a man's suit, for example, because I just can't carry it off anymore. I could do that 10 years ago. Really but you think not. that? I see. I just look slightly borderline, slightly evil, evil master of the universe. Because I kind of had that in the back of my mind, but I'm going to have to scrap it now. I was thinking maybe I'll go to a you know Savile Taylor. No, but you think? No, you could, but not me, because because you are womanly. I'm sort of. I don't know what I know. I see. I I think it's not interesting. I can think completely the reverse. No, I think I'll look like I'm in fancy dress, slightly, or in drag. Oh, oh really? Whereas for you, it'd be incredibly sexy. Mm. I don't Mm. like it. It Looks butch. Don't want to look butch. Okay. So the final question. Yes. Is how would you like to leave this earth? What would your burial suit be? I'd love to be buried in some sort of frothy, gorgeous piece of couture, you know, mm. a sort of princess ball gown, queen dress. Mm. If you Not, be, yeah, you don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to be princess. You don't want to be too mutton dressed as lamb in your no, no, coffin. No, 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 that's why no. I said queen. Okay, queen. Emperor. Empress. Empress. But Empress. Not stiff. Mm. A bit of Miss Havisham, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I kind of forget, I think about that. I, you know, I have thought about this now. Do you? I've never and thought I, about I, that in something, my life. I think now that I would like to be in something which sort of is representative of a cloud and yes. thereby but heaven, I think something heavenly. But that's sort of what yeah. I was trying to express. But that's a neck curtain well. type thing. <laughs> neck curtain type thing, yeah. Or a bit mm. of cotton wool. Yeah. <laughs> Nestling. Nestling. Naked. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well listen you've been really interesting and amazing and I wouldn't have expected anything else but before I go I've got a little prezi for you Ooh, don't oh. get too excited no, no, I no really she's quite put, good after our put conversation my specs on. I am quite excited so just before I give it to you I want to explain the method to this madness so you've mentioned that you feel invisible and you flit it between Paris and um, yeah, yeah. London, yeah. which can be quite confusing, especially as far as crossing the road is concerned. Okay. So with that in mind, I, know I bestow... What it is. No, OK, try and guess. I think it's a yellow vest. Oh, you <laughs> cow. Open it up. <laughs> oh. oh, bright pink fabulousness. It is almost... It's, it's a, a pink... It's high-vis vest. <laughs> it's like pink high-vis vest. Uh, oh, this is fantastic. You'll never wear it, but it's I a, you just try a little me. memory. Oh, my God, please don't wear it out in public. I will wear it yeah. in public. Aww. It's fantastic. 
I know someone who's going to really like me in this. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, I hope it fits. I'm sure it will. It is shaped. Have you noticed? I it's noticed. slightly wasted. I know, it's a ladies' version. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. It's been really thank fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, my goodness. I've had a girl crush on that woman since the English patient. And she was so lovely, so welcoming, so hospitable, made us tea and proved that there really is nothing like a dame. Again, thank you, Kristen. And make sure, everybody, that you go and see Military Wives. And now it's just us. And it's time for a rather special pyjama party. Hello? Hello. Hi, Debbie, how are you? Well, I'm very well. That, that is actually a very familiar voice. I think I'd recognise your voice anywhere. Oh, my <laughs> goodness, poor you. Um, but you are so adorable to send in your wardrobe malfunction. And I have mm. to say, I lit, my blood went cold when I read it. <laughs> Quite. My mind still does four years ago. Oh, is that only four years ago? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, listen, will you tell everyone about what happened? Uh, Okay, right. Um, I was in uh, Malaga Mm -hmm. uh, pre-Christmas on a company overnighter, Mm -hmm. um, along with all my colleagues, of course. Uh, It had been a long day. We'd only arrived first thing in the morning. Uh, Crashed into bed at about one o'clock, only to wake... um, sometime uh, later needing the loo mm-hmm. so rather than put the light on um, and wake myself up properly I just sort of felt along the wall um, for the bathroom door um, opened the door and went in except <laughs> one second later I discovered I wasn't actually in the bathroom I was um, outside in a very brightly lit corridor just watching the door clunk uh, quietly behind me um, which was bad enough in itself because it was one of those um, keyless ones, a card uh, card opening one. Um, but not only that, as I looked down, I realised I hadn't put on the lower half of my shorts pyjamas. I was just wearing a vest top. What did you uh, do? <laughs> well, once I'd taken stock of that, um, what was I going to do? I was now locked out of my bedroom. I had no idea where any of my colleagues were. Uh, the only course of action was to somehow get myself down to reception, which in this case actually involved me pulling down my little vest top as low as it could possibly go and but, holding it like a nappy between my legs. Oh, but didn't your and, boobs then to pop out the top? <laughs> thankfully not. Thankfully oh. not. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I, I was barely covered, as you can probably imagine. Um, and I got in the lift and I got out of the lift in reception. And what the poor receptionist must have thought male, um, as I approached him wearing what was looking like a sort of nappy, um, <laughs> <laughs> he just handed over a spare key. And then I had to go back to the lift, this time pulling the top down at the back to oh. cover, well, I don't know, the worst, I suppose. Um, um, and back up to the room where I just lay in my bed, just going hot and cold, thinking about it until it got light, really. <laughs> dying. You must have been dying, dying. And then dying. going to breakfast and telling my colleagues something they said, uh, are you OK? And I said, something happened, something happened. And then when they sat and listened to it, obviously they were all in absolute hysterics. Oh, my kind of them. Oh, so uh, do you mind me asking how old you were when this happened? Um, I Well, I, I, when I'm saying... I had just finished work. I'd early retired. I was 55. 
Um, and I'd been invited back for the Christmas do. And weirdly, I've not been invited on one since. Oh, no, but it won't be because of that, because they might get another no, story out no, of you. definitely, definitely not. But 55, yes, and should know better. <sighs> All right, my darling one. Well, listen, Debbie, you, you are so sweet to um, tell us about this. And um, keep listening. I will keep listening, and I'll keep telling people too. Okay, you're fantastic. All right, my love. Thank you so much. Okay, no All right. problem. Take Thank care. You. Big kiss. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And guess who's back? It's Will and Ben from the band Duo. goodness you're amazing but I've noticed that you I mean you play like that but you don't have picks but you have these extraordinarily disgusting long nails <laughs> how do you grow them so long well you have to have the joy of going to a nail bar and getting acrylics put on what it's always fun yeah <laughs> Yeah. How embarrassing is that, walking into a nail bar? Yeah, you're probably, you know, you're the only guy in there, obviously. So you do bring your guitar just to make sure everybody knows it's because you're a guitarist. You only get one hand done, but it gives you like, it's exactly like weird. if you've got five <laughs> picks, so you can do five more, you know, five. Let's see, how strong are they? Oh, yours, they are have yours come off? I've actually they got, are literally I've actually got naturals at the moment. Do you get really sore nail beds? From playing, no, yes. Well, no, no. What happens is every time you take them off, they sort of they pull off a little bit more of your nail every time. So, but, but yeah, no, I know that. But it's like it must. It's like the pressure on your nails from playing, or do you just get so used to it? No, you're used to it now. I think. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. So you go to the nail bar, you have them done. Do you have to maintain them at all? Usually they're pretty solid, so they take a little bit of maintenance. But generally, they they're just unbreakable, which is why we use them. So yeah. yeah. You've Very got to, easy. You've got to file them as they grow, basically. Because otherwise, you, you have, have to the, file you have them. Bloody talons. So, is that something? You, do you have to take a nail file with you everywhere? Yeah, I've got to get the nail. You know, the, the nail file get the nails in shape. You know, basically, your sound depends on the shape of your nails. So, you know, it's quite. Is important. it really? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty important. Yeah. So um, that is your comfort blanket. You can't go anywhere like, without your nail file. You don't files. go anywhere without a nail file. Correct. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll file it anywhere. So I'm on the bus, in the car, on the train. I don't really mind. Yeah, get those nails out. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's nearly it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you haven't, keep it under your hat. And if you have, please rate and review, then scale the nearest convenient peak and shout it from the hilltops. Before we go, one final huge thank you to Kristen for joining us. And last but not least, to you for listening. Now, let's hand over to the dazzling duo to play us out. Catch up with you soon. Until then, my wardrobe is officially closed. (laughs) 